2: NXT deadline 2022 ring of honor final battle this is the wrestling inc podcast i'm glenn rubenstein tonight joined by my my podcasting better half nyc demon diva isa together again and chuck carroll our first time doing a podcast together in quite some time good to see you chuck
3: tagging in man glad to be here bro now were you always a chuck growing up or was that a later development in life what a random ass question. Um, I was Charles growing up, Charlie in elementary school. I've had the whole iteration of anything that starts uh, with a CH. I've probably gone by at this point in my life.
2: Uh, don't. Wouldn't it have been epic though, had you been Chuck as a kid every time they played the name game
3: and did the song on a field trip? I mean, so I did Chuck starting in middle school and oh, that took off. And so I got all of high school uh, with that. You Know mother chucker, chuck, steak, F. Yeah. Chuck, yeah, go
2: well, Chuck yourself, the, uh, banana fan of foe. It was yeah, epic, man, yeah, I feel you. Uh, anyhow, so you two watch Ring of Honor, I watched NXT. <laughs>
0: Yep, we're and we're off to a great start.
2: And we're off to a great start. I think about it. I think in my head I sing the name song. Occasionally it just gets stuck in my head. I'm like <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been on a field trip in a good 40 years, but still in my head. Uh so let's start with the big news. Ring of Honor has a TV deal.
3: In a sense, they're going to wind up putting put it uh, putting it on the relaunched honor club, which is actually they've already soft relaunched it. Um, Interesting that uh, Tony Khan talked about that uh, in the post show media scrum. So they don't have a premiere date for it yet, but they do expect that that's going to be announced sometime in January. He kept saying, let me just get through the dates in Seattle and L.A. And so that would put the announcement sometime the second or third week in January. Um, And we'll see what happens after that. Um, But it didn't look like if reading the tea leaves there, and I'm not trying to start any drama, but just reading the tea leaves, it didn't sound like Warner Brothers Discovery was interested in adding the Ring of Honor brand at this time. Um, But he did say that it was really important to continue to build that relationship of AEW with Warner Brothers. So to me, the way I interpret this is we're going to prove to you that Ring of Honor is worth something. Maybe it stays on Honor Club moving forward. Maybe it doesn't. But the other interesting note coming out of here is that uh, there will be a heavy New Japan presence with this Honor Club. So we'll see what happens there, if that makes a difference, if they ever get a traditional TV deal. But right now it's going to be Honor Club. So your 10 bucks a month will get you the archives with pay-per-views on a 90-day delay, plus the TV show whenever that launches. Wow
4: compared to peacock since pricey for just ring of honor
3: it does it absolutely does. a lot
4: of people are getting peacock for free right now others you can start at $4.99 so you know just I don't know I don't know you're gonna sell everybody on that
3: will you guys pay $9.99 a month for this
2: I mean with AEW maybe part of the reason why their audience is so hardcore is that if you're watching the pay-per-views and you're in the habit of putting out that money and investing, I mean, that speaks to their very niche, very dedicated fandom. I think WWE with Peacock going beyond the network has really set themselves up for a much more conducive environment to casual fans that don't need to invest anything but the, but their time. So I think Ring of Honor is probably going to have the most diehard rabid fan base in all professional wrestling as a result of this, but I think it, it'll,
3: they'll be lucky if it cracks the low six figures. But here's the interesting thing, right? Right now, Ring of Honor has really been relying on promotion through AEW. Mm -hmm. Tony Khan has stated time and again that moving forward after tonight, there's going to be a much less of a presence for Ring of Honor on AEW television. Good. And if that's what had been moving the the needle right now for ROH and that... yeah like what does that say for the future like are they going to be able to carry all of these fans he said again tonight this was the biggest final battle in the history of ring of honor both in terms of gate and buys but is that sustainable if they don't have that presence on wednesday and friday nights on cable
2: yeah i mean ring of honor was its own thing but piggybacking it this way it's like oh here's a dated reference he's kind of turning it into the tom arnold of professional wrestling uh and just it's (laughs) along for the ride with everything AEW does that's epic (laughs) <laughs> that's epic
3: how many people get that reference along yeah, for the ride tune, tune into the jackie thomas show airing mm. after
2: roseanne after roseanne wow
3: yeah.
2: wow uh okay. but, but that, it's, it's a shame for ring of honor though that he can't get it like nobody nobody wants to pick this up no streaming service no cable channel nothing
3: i i don't know So what what do you think i mean why would just... you
4: pick it up did you not watch tonight it was a one match show <laughs> it was professional it was wrestling a, it was the end it was the end of a trilogy it wasn't even a first of anything there's no storylines built into this the first four matches they just announced them randomly i didn't even know they were on the, on the show when we had the media call on wednesday there was only five matches announced next thing i know i tuned into a freaking marathon today and none of these <laughs> matches have stories it's killing their ratings they were hold, they were holding at a million for a while now they're just lucky to hit 800 and something thousand if I'm TNT and TBS, I said, I didn't pay for this. And well, I request for AEW to be the show that you give me.
2: I mean, baby, I'm saying I might as well make Rampage the Ring of Honor show. I mean, I think they could fold it. Oh, and so a they roster can do so split. much
4: better. Like can well, I make people watch Rampage. Come on.
2: But do you think if Rampage, okay, hear me on this. If Rampage had a dedicated creative team that was running more standalone storylines and it wasn't just this overflow of dynamite, I think Rampage would be a better show.
3: Yeah. I think it, Rampage does nothing for me in all honesty, even when they put, you know, like John Moxley or somebody on the card, it's, it's still kind of an afterthought. And yeah. it, I, it's, it's, I think that that just got ingrained in the audience for so many months that it's going to take a lot of heavy lifting to get that thing built up. And I think that you're right. I mean, you kind of have to run it and I hate to draw it to a WWE comparison, but make it a SmackDown and Raw yeah. situation.
2: Yeah, do something. Uh, Mealy 499 Super Chat. Oh my God, one of the best takeovers this year that Isle Dawn and Able Match had no right. Yeah, be being she means
4: Alba. Alba. Alba, sorry. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Uh, had no right being that good. Keanu James Spanish flies Fire and Tiffany Stratton back January 10th.
4: Yes, it was a lot of fun. NXT was a fun show.
2: It's good. He Although- had no
4: business being that good. Legit, the whole show.
2: The crowd was
3: fired up tonight, wasn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: And this is where I get cynical. Like, the Iron Survivor match, the crowd was really into it. I I mean, we'll talk about this. I thought the Iron Survivor match concept was kind of silly and a mess. Very arbitrary. And then I kept wondering, I'm sure as you m- might both have had the thought as well, what if there'd been a tie on number of
3: points? I, I don't You're know. You're going the... to
4: solve the they were talking about it commentary. I didn't think it was going
3: to end in a tie. I was, hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was hoping for penalty kicks with it being World Cup season.
2: <laughs> and they did do the spot that I think was going to happen when they had two people in the penalty box fighting. That I really liked.
4: I love that. Yeah, yeah that I fun. thought that
2: was fun. <laughs> um, So I guess let's talk about deadline first. Opened with the women's Iron Survivor match tonight, the Iron Survivor Challenge. Roxanne Perez and Zoe Stark kicked off the match. And um, we had them, Core Jade, Indy Hartwell, and uh, Kiana James. Iso, what'd you think of this?
4: I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a lot easier to keep up with than what I anticipated being, you know? I know you, you said you didn't like the concept, but I actually really, really did. I enjoyed the match. And once when you watch it before the men's match, you're thinking, okay, this was great, but the men's did make the women look slightly boring because they were just going crazy. I liked, I appreciated the little falls in the women's match compared to the madness that went on in the men's match, because I didn't feel like I watched two of the same match. Um, But yeah, I thought, I thought this was a lot of fun. Roxanne with the win, a little obvious being the only baby face there, you know, the underdog story. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed it.
2: Now, Chuck, you have not, You did not watch this tonight. Have you watched NXT as of late?
3: I've seen bits and pieces here and there. Um, I did see part of this match. I was watching the media scrum when this match was going on because um, I, I wanted to hear what Tony Khan was going to have to say. Yeah. Um, I can just say from an aesthetic standpoint, standpoint, I thought that this was kind of cool how they had all the scores across the bottom. It yeah. really, it was a gamified experience. Just kind of watching that, like it almost felt like a damn video game the way that they were keeping uh, track of scores. So just like having half an eye on it, I was like, damn, this is a, this is an interesting concept. And um, I think before before... before all the games kick off tomorrow, I'm going to sit down and watch that thing with the sound on and uh, see what it's all about. And that
2: that's a good comparison. That is what it felt like to me. It did feel a little bit like a video game match, which I think has its pros and its cons, but no, it's different. And I like that. They're innovating. I like that. They're trying definitely like all the talent that was in this match. Um, Although hard for me to take one of these premium live events seriously in NXT when Nikita Lyons and Tony D'Angelo are not on the card. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, let's be real. Uh, But no, this was a really good match. Um, Roxanne Perez is going to win. She's, do you think, okay, so I want you both to tell me this. Do you think she's going to challenge and defeat Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's
3: Championship? I mean, she's
4: going to challenge for sure, but she's not going to defeat her. I don't see it happening.
3: Who is the, the natural successor to Mandy Rose right now? I mean, Mandy's got herself a hell of a rain happening here. When does this thing end? Does she carry it all the way into mania season at this point? Yeah, I think Nikita picks it up in mania. Got to build her up a little bit more.
2: Yeah, and, every t- and it's really weird. I'd be curious to know the story years from now when we hear about what was going on backstage, because it seems like she has had so many false starts with her getting momentum and it seems like I mean it seems like a fast track when it does happen so I don't know I'm hopeful by Mania I think I think she's the one um yeah, but we went from this match and it was nice to see two women's matches back to back
4: yeah uh, I but, thought that was on as well
2: and uh I liked that this is a meaningful women's feud without a title involved which is something that AEW certainly is challenged by quite often as so it was uh SmackDown and Raw um but I like that we had Alpha Fire versus Isla Dawn no banger of a match. So good. What's that? I love this match. It's good. And Isle Dawn's a witch, cursed, cursed yeah. the ref.
4: I mean, that's what they've been telling us every week with her video packages.
2: Yeah, this was a really good match. A lot of good spots in this, but yeah, when uh, Alba had the pin, the ref was uh, choking and had uh, like dying of consumption there in the ring. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a little bit weird, but um you had to do something for Alba Fire here because I do think she kind of her character got hurt from the losses that she took to Mandy Rose. So it was good that they kept her protected in a way um with the whole referee spot, but the chemistry that they had, like this match was just absolutely incredible. And and I, I was not expecting it to be that much of a banger. Um I was really glad the presentation of isla dawn is so good i just i'm so in with her character with her presentation i really i enjoyed it i thought it was good but you gotta do something with a fire now that's a lot of else that she's eaten in a row
2: i know it's tough um i mean do you think she goes to the main roster
4: what to lose more <laughs>
2: this is this is a challenge they're having with a lot of talents right now i mean nxt is a weird um hierarchy. In the sense of, you can get over, but there is this ceiling if you're not going for a championship. Like, they can give you meaningful storylines, but you're kind of going hand-to-mouth in the sense that, like, she has this storyline, but is she going to get... I'm sure her and Isledon are not finished. I'm sure there will be another match in the series. But from there, it's going to be very hard to do something meaningful and keep all those plates spinning concurrently you
4: know? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that criticism. Especially, we. yeah, I mean, we see it every week, but this is another premium live event that we see a match without a title being involved. You know what I mean? Two women yeah. going at it. We saw a really good feud between Roxanne and Cora J. So I do think that they do, they put a little bit of an extra effort into giving us other feuds in addition to the title feuds.
2: Yeah. Uh, Justine Acing, shout out to Isu, who's been busy today with two live streams and now doing Wrestling yeah. Inc.
4: Yeah, a long day. Being a marathon.
2: People don't realize that that just watch this podcast. They don't realize that you do all this other stuff as well. Yeah. In addition, you you basically like live 24-7 covering professional wrestling and bad bunny oh,
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and soon our podcast will come back. Yes, the oh, two so, Yellow Jackets I Buzz. Thought- I saw the preview and I was like so excited and at the same time I'm like, yeah, another job. That's what I need right now. Yeah. Hey, we
2: got till March. <laughs> we got till March till Yellow Jackets comes back. But we I'm really excited. To we
4: need to do we need to get we need to do something. We'll talk about Absolutely. it. Later. But we'll we need to do something we'll before, like a nice rewatch and get together and refresh everybody's memories.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So um oh man, boy was I wrong. I thought Pretty Deadly and the New Day were you having a were simple so disrespectful simple exhibition match. You know. Ivan Drago and Apollo Creed had an exhibition match and look how that ended. And tonight, the New Day took on Pretty Deadly and similar. You know, banger of a match. Yes, banger of a match, but the New Day are now the NXT tag team champions. Of course. I they think are. silver lining, I think pretty deadly is going to the main roster.
4: I d I don't understand why you didn't think that New Day was gonna win. These pretty deadly like are amazing. Why would you yeah, they are, of course they are, but why would you bring New Day down? There's nothing for them on the main roster. Okay. The Usos are clearly going to hold on to these titles for a little bit longer. It makes perfect sense to have them have a nice little stint in, in okay. NXT. There's things there they haven't faced. I I I, I personally I don't and, and you know I'm the biggest pretty deadly fan. I knew the New Day was winning as soon as they showed up.
2: You knew. You knew. Yeah,
4: I, we told you, me and Alfred both told you.
2: You know, <laughs> like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch told us, sometimes you got to believe. And I believe that Pretty Deadly was going to defeat the New Day tonight.
3: Bro, you are dropping all kinds of references tonight, man. Jeez, man, I love it, man. I got to come back and do this just for nostalgia. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. What I like about the New Day capturing the titles is they just felt like they were growing a little bit stale on the main roster. Mm-hmm. So for me, this gives them an opportunity to hit that reset button a little bit and you know see if they can build themselves back up or capture some new interest or tweak, tweak things a little bit, man. But they definitely need to be freshened up. I mean, I can't be the only person and that felt like they were getting a little bit stale. Yeah.
4: Even the match tonight, they felt the best that they felt in months. I, again, this match was so much fun. The spot with the titles, Oh my God, that warmed my heart when they're throwing the titles back and forth between all four of them. That was epic. I didn't, I mean, I don't know how long this might have been planned, but for us, it was announced just this week. So to me, it felt like they've been wrestling each other their whole life. The chemistry that they showed in was the ring. Oh, it's phenomenal. And- how fun the match was, how well they worked as a tag team. But as good as The New Day is, even tonight, the match itself, it felt like a whole different thing than what we've been seeing from them in the main roster. I really think this is gonna do a lot of really good stuff for them. I'm excited, and The New Day has talked about being the greatest tag team in WWE history. So why not add another notch to your belt with the NXT champions another Triple Crown? Like,
2: what else is there to do, you know? I'm sure they're gonna go on that. They're gonna get to go against uh, the Creed brothers. I'm sure that will happen soon maybe into sheer um i think there's options and opportunities but please do not let them put pretty deadly on smackdown and get in this uh cluster f with uh hit row and legato del Fantasma and the viking raiders
3: yeah man if i'm them i don't want to go to the main roster right now because unless you're the usos you're not a tag team yep. up there i mean you're just another act and, well, but Rock and, and you're just gonna get some, lost though. man Yeah, but they're ready
4: to drop the titles from the Usos. I'm not sure that they're able to build a secondary feud that will be interesting enough. Everybody's just dropping to the Usos right now. So calling them up for that? I don't know. I think they're going to stick around the NXT. I don't think they're done. I think this might be a series between these two teams. Maybe. I think we see them at least one more time. Maybe two more times. I don't know. Depends on who wins the next one, but... I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them in the main roster. It's just tough if you're attacking right now because of what they're doing with the bloodline. And you can't blame them. The bloodline is the best storyline in wrestling right now. So keep the titles on them for a little bit until they figure out who the right people are. You have historic reigns from everybody, Roman and the Usos. They can't just end just because we need to do something else. It has to be a moment when it happens.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, we had the Men's Iron Survivor Series match tonight. Axiom, McDonough, Hayes, Gacy, Waller. So many guys got over during this match tonight. Um, All of them. Axiom, I think Axiom tonight like solidified himself as one of the best in NXT. Joe Gacy's still not over, though, somehow. Everyone got over except Joe Gacy.
4: I actually really enjoyed Joe Gacy's work tonight. Really? Yeah, I did. I did. I thought he looked great. Um, I did like Axiom as well. I JD didn't score any pinfalls. But it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it hurt him. Like at one point, he was just more worried about kicking Axiom's ass than the match itself. So it didn't, you know, he spent like five minutes fighting him in the penalty box after his ninety seconds were up. So I didn't feel like JD got hurt from not getting any pinfalls here. I love how fast paced this was. Uh, everybody everybody look good in this match even gacy glenn whether you want to no, miss it or not. was you know, fine we really, i just already uh, we discussed you were wrong about new day you're wrong about, i mean <laughs>
2: has joe gacy ever been over joe gacy
4: needs to do better now he's got the rock daughter there he can't mess yes. up you know
2: that is it's the number one thing helping. that's the number one yes. thing helping their schism <laughs>
4: but remember how I told you who was growing on me I've been telling you every week while wow, Grayson Waller's is really growing on me and who wins Grayson Waller now if
2: Grayson doesn't defeat Breaker right for that the championship time. see Grayson is going to be like a fifth year senior if he doesn't win this championship
4: he's gonna win the championship
2: yeah, he's gotta win this championship
4: he's gonna
2: um this was a really good match though but axiom had so many good spots in this match
4: yeah but
2: he lost yeah I know but still
4: <laughs> Did he eat most of the pins? Who took the most pins? I feel no, like he was in the question. penalty box more than anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. I
4: love his spot from top of the penalty box. I thought that was a, a clever spot. Um I I loved Um, who was it that just came in desperate? I think it was Joe Gacy. Somebody came in desperate to start scoring falls right away. I love how they waited until the very last second. I really wanted to see that. And they waited until the last second to give Grayson Waller. And then he just like ran for 10 seconds. And I'm sitting there thinking, why are they chasing him? You can pin anybody else just to tie it. That way you keep it going. like They just started chasing Grayson Waller, which I didn't think that made sense. But I'm not going to overthink here because I thought the match delivered. It was uh, my favorite match on this particular car not my favorite match of the night Ooh, but on this intrigue It was my favorite match
2: there you go um yeah i think uh grayson's gotta win he's championship gonna. now Stop uh gotta, he's gonna okay well drew Very Gulak was backstage drew, drew Gulak's in nxt now yeah had a little segment with damon Kemp. another guy that could use a little refresh I, you know, Drew Gulak just needs to bring back the PowerPoint presentation. That was the most over thing in all of professional wrestling. Nobody for, uses
4: PowerPoint sure. anymore, Glenn. Oh, all you Apple all Fides? the damn
2: time? What are you talking about? The Apple I get Pages at least four times a week. Google Slides, you know. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah we Google Slides. We don't do presentations anymore. <laughs> the we do Google Super Slides. Calls
2: with google slides can you use your own fonts you can't use your own fonts in google slides you're like limited to those like four templates they have and one of them is decent the rest suck no, personally Screw the
4: last you. time i did a weird presentation i kind of did half of it on
2: canvas and then put it together Oh, on canva yeah canva yeah. like but see canvas not an intuitive interface though i don't like no, i don't no. know
3: i'm a relic dude i'm still using powerpoint yeah, you're not going to get say. me off of that it's just got way more options on there yeah.
2: Bring back PageMaker, you know? Let me uh, do something old school. Um,
3: (laughs) That's the third one. That's the third nostalgia reference right
2: there. So I do this podcast with Jeff Gershman on his uh, Patreon called Game Boys to Men, and it's about our years as teenagers working in the video game industry. And, like, we had extensive discussion on the latest episode about being at a Kinko's using PageMaker, like, doing the 11 by 17 copies and folding them, like... You couldn't get more old Bruh. school than that, man. You Bruh. know, and you had to go to Kinko's to use their Macs because if sometimes you have too many fonts, you need more RAM. You need more powerful computer. Mm-hmm, Kinko's had dude. that. You are going on.
3: You're so speaking my language, man. You're just yeah. taking me way back, dude. This is like 25-year <sighs> time machine happening right now.
2: Yeah, well, hey, next year, we've been saying this in, in a month, it'll have been 30 years since 1993. Just let that, let that like <laughs>
3: God, oh, yeah short, man. that's just rude to
2: say i know it's crazy Ugh. uh and remember in 2023 will be the same distance from the year 2000 as 1977 we're just on the other side uh so let's talk about the main event on a <sighs> kinder note ron breaker versus apollo cruz for the nxc championship match these two went fishing they hung out in diners the bromance was real but when push came to shove Apollo couldn't get it done, and Braun Breaker retained his NXT championship. What did you think of this match, Issa? Uh,
4: Sexual tension-wise, this was a 13 out of 10. You could feel Mm. it. It's still there. They still love each other. But at one point, you saw Apollo snap out of it. Like He was like, I cannot allow my love for this man (laughs) to get the best of me here. However, I did feel like the finish was flat. There wasn't that boom, boom, boom sequence into the finish. It was just kind of like a spear out of nowhere and Braun won. Like, it felt very odd to me. You know, you you wait for the climax. And, well, I shouldn't say climax here because we know. But um, you wait for it to, like, build up and build up. It kind of felt a little bit flat for me. Also, I would have main evented with the Iron Survivor yeah. match. For the men, I thought they they put him in a really tough spot following such a crazy fast-paced match, especially with them doing tests of strength for like 20 minutes. I don't need to see that. So, I mean, I I kind of figured that Braun was going to retain here. I was more excited about the aftermath, obviously, with Grayson Waller coming out, attacking him, holding up that belt. It was a beautiful sight. I could get behind that.
2: Yeah. I mean, this for a pay per view that you know didn't seem like it was going to be that major, this was very entertaining. New Day being the NXT Tag Team Champions is huge, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens not only with NXT next year, but with NXT Europe that relaunch that they're doing. That'll be very curious. Me too.
4: Me too. I'm excited about it, but I did think that this premium live event didn't have any business being as good as it was, and if the slowest match. Or the, you know, not so exciting match was the main event between Braun and Apollo. It's not a bad night for NXT because it wasn't a bad match. It was just put in a very tough spot following the match that it followed. They should have opened and closed with the Iron Survivor matches This
2: was, was a perfect number of matches. Give us more five match pay-per-views.
4: But again, and when, and when we talk about Ring of Honor, I also did feel that the main event was her following a banger of a match after, after the taxi match in, in ring of honor, also everything else died because you were so
3: emotionally invested in that match that everything fell slow. Let's talk about that. Are we at a point in time in wrestling now where we don't necessarily have to put the championship match on last? Like, because I agree with everything you just said, Issa, the, the, the final two matches should have been inverted on both shows. It sounds like definitely having watched the, the ring of honor pay-per-view 1000%. Oh yeah. The, uh, I think, the tag I think match ring of honor could last. have
4: benefited from pacing a lot differently. I feel like they put, except for the women, I felt like they put a lot of matches that didn't have story building to them, like in a row. So you're tired. And then they put such a, you know, they put good match and then they you get exhausted from that match so I do think that it should have paced a little bit differently I I don't know because of the confetti and Claudio winning I think that's probably why they decided to put that last um I don't know that I with this being the big thing with deadline advertising these two new concept matches I could have excuse the world title not being in the main event. But Mm -hmm. yes, I think that you should start looking into storylines, into what's in stake, who's in the match, how fast is it gonna be. It's it's gonna kill the crowd when you're pacing the show and deciding what's going to main event. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh it just felt like tradition of why that went last night, but I agree it could have been better uh laid out. Malik Black Buck 99 saying they were all beating JD like he owed them all money. Yeah. Yeah they were poor JD
4: no wonder why he didn't get a fall he was he was going through it tonight
2: (laughs) i mean nxt i say say this all the time nxt is is i think the tightest show the most fun show in all professional wrestling to watch on a weekly basis it
4: was and i think overall when we compare both shows tonight i think nxt had the best show overall Mm -hmm. i think ring of honor had the best match of the the both shows like if you got to pick a match of the night i will give it to ring of honor okay. fdr and the Briscoes killed it but overall the entire show i enjoyed an extreme more. that ring of honor had me falling asleep a couple of times
2: it'll be interesting to see what ring of honor does with a weekly streaming show if they start doing that well because i mean the stakes are so low that it's like it's chance to
3: get weird with it maybe it'll be really good I mean y- yes or no but I mean I kind of think about what NWA tried to do with their yeah. weekly pay-per-views you know they had that subscription service and uh, what was it like 499 a month for that I think and people still weren't really buying it even though it was it, it was a good show more or less but you're asking a lot. And I think Isa at the top of the show, when you were talking about nine 99 a month, just for one service, unlike Peacock where you get everything, TV shows, movies, sports, everything. In addition to WWE nine 99 for one thing is just too much. Well, on only fans it, in which
2: case, you know, just multiply that by.
3: Well, you know, I, I mean, I got you. I got you, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to, um, watch, I bet you they're going to wrap uh, new Japan world into this. I bet you because yeah. new Japan world in the U S oh, yeah. big time overhaul. And so then, you know, here you go. Let me pull the chat right now. Would you pay nine 99 a month for both ring of honor and, and new Japan world? Does that then become worth it financially per month? Same
2: audience though.
3: I bet you 50% of that audience would pay for them separately. Do you think, I mean, how? Phew, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know, but, but still... it is,
2: it, we are getting dangerously close to like Ring of Honor just running a Patreon at this point.
3: Yeah, I I think that Tony put a, a good spin on it. I think that he really tried hard to get a TV deal. Um, It just doesn't make sense to, to go with the streaming service after paying all that money for for a brand. And it's just it's not going to be able to stay afloat without that support on traditional TV. It's just not so
2: i think right now economically we're heading into a time where yeah people are going to be watching those monthly subscription charges and trying to make cuts where they can there's too many
4: streaming services out there too when you even start doing the match to what all you're subscribed to are you i i am at the position that i'm subscribed to so many things that i'm going to look at ring of honor and go is this even worth it because you have so many monthly payments going out to so many random things what is included i don't I'm sorry, the library is not something
3: to help you. Right, and, and he kept saying the library, the archive, the archive is already there. Go look at the archive, the archive. I, I think that the majority of people who wanted to go back and watch something from 20 years ago that Ring of Honor had have seen it so many times now or they probably even still own the DVDs, right? right. I don't think that that's going to be there. And WWE learned that l- relying on legacy stuff is only going to get you so many subscribers. It's always going to be... Right about that that new content but they just don't they don't have the tv to support promoting that new content so we'll see
2: yeah and then there's peacock you know if i want to watch the jurassic park movies and some wrestling
3: you got it you know it's all right there for you and you know what and, I like to think. They... comes for
4: free to Xfinity users, if I'm not mistaken. Like, yes. there's, there's a lot of users that are just sitting there getting it for free, and, and the $4.99 starting point, it's nice too.
2: Yes. Lots of
3: people watching the free cock. There you go. AEW TV Plus. If you can pull this one up, night one. Here's here's how you get somebody to pay $9.99. AEW TV mm-hmm. Plus Honor Club with New Japan World. That whole package worth $9.99. Oh, yeah. $9. yeah. 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 I can see that.
2: I like that I so I have the Peacock premium and I like that now when they're doing the random wrestler promo spots, I like that they finally changed it that it's NXT wrestlers, and now I'm not like watching a little 90-second package about the Miz during an NXT <laughs> right. pay-per-view. I appreciated that tonight. That was nice. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Ring of Honor tonight
3: yeah i mean do you want to start with the pre-show i mean you talk about cramming yeah. a whole lot of stuff in you've got four matches in an hour can you believe it um jeff yes, cobb showed up um,
2: mascara dorada who yeah. i'm not familiar with but that is one of the most badass names in it's all pretty professional
3: cool. wrestling both of those are new japan strong guys um cobb wins that one with aloha means goodbye um then you had angelo parker and matt menard um going to Against uh, Shinobi Shadow Squad, Cheeseburger. I was and so sick Uso. of them
4: by the end of the night that we saw way too much of these two guys.
3: Yeah, they kind of were all over the place. I'll tell you who was still over though is Cheeseburger. I mean, that was it, mm-hmm. I was really surprised at how big of a pop he got. Um, as popular as ever. I mean, truly, that was a, a legacy ring of honor crowd that was there tonight. Willow Nightingale um over Trish Adora, and then Top Flight looked really good against the kingdom um the kingdom come in i really hope that the kingdom finds some footing here whether it be in AEW or in ring of honor um i it's just such a talented group man i'm i'm a big fan of of matt taven um would love to see them get some play here um and i think that with the exception of that tag title match um it looked like every single person who won was an AEW person over the mm-hmm. Ring of Honor Legacy people. And it kind of reminded me of all the time Vince would bring in the WCW guys or ECW guys, it was usually the WWE guys that would win, right? Same kind of thing happened tonight. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
0: You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
3: Uh, main show, I'll just run through this. AR Fox yeah. and Christian defeated uh, Roosh and Dralastico. Um, pretty cool. I mean that was a fun little match. AR Fox is over. Holy but Jesus is he over. Um and Drillistico, that is rush's brother. So there's yeah. one thing. Um I think that the the finish on this one was botched. He said, did you get that?" little yeah, I was a
4: little bit of a little bit of was fun, but that finish was weird. The, the shoulders were up of up. Yeah. were kind of up no no of up. sorry no. The am sorry. bit The a little was the was from the referee like I couldn't tell if it was a two or a three count and I don't even think the performers could either there was a little bit of confusion there for a second uh but it was good to see uh I thought AR Fox looked really really good tonight in this in this match I, I it was a fun opener I just wasn't invested there's not much of a story here that we have seen on TV in order to build for this match to be the opener to get you hyped up
3: just two teams thrown in there together. Um, that's pretty right, much correct. all that it was. And Blake Christian at one point in that match was really late making the save. And the ref actually had to hold up on that three count. Yes. It was like one, two.
4: It was like a slow motion thing. Like, And then he came in to make the and save. You're fa- and you're panicking, like, like, dude, get in there or, like, find something to do because it was so obvious. It took that long that you could tell it was obvious.
3: <laughs> like, it was a legit eternity, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even, like, joking when I said one, two, and then, like, crickets. Like, you really <laughs> could. You age a year while you're waiting for that save to come in. Yeah. Yeah. It
4: felt like an eternity.
3: Yeah. Uh athena gets the uh, ring of honor women's championship over mercedes martinez um athena the heel uh but not tonight hometown crowd she got a huge pop they even showed her parents in the crowd which i thought was kind of cool um just what a moment for her um she yeah, couldn't stay stay heel character tonight man she just couldn't do it
4: the chat was bringing up booker t tearing up for Roxanne, and i was like booker t had a great night because athena yeah. is also a student of his school. She goes on to win the world championship, you know, earlier on the night, and then you see Roxanne be successful at deadline. Of course, he had to be emotional. He had to feel like a proud papa at that moment, right? So reality of wrestling school, having a great night. I I was looking forward to this match. I have been enjoying what Atina has been doing with this new gimmick, like just being stiff. You know, the video package kind of showed that she's just completely different from what we saw, as she said, at the other company. There was a couple spots here that they didn't mesh as well as I thought they would, and a lot of the matches tonight—not just this one. A lot of the matches tonight felt like they went on for a little too long. I could have dealt with this match just being a little bit shorter. But overall, it was fun. I feel bad for Mercedes Martinez because she was injured a lot of her Ring of Honor World Champion run, so we really didn't get to see a lot of what she could do. But I'm very, very happy for Atina. Hometown crowd, like you said, it was it was a great moment for her.
3: It was pretty cool. And the crowd stole the match there for a couple of minutes after Athena tossed the turnbuckle into the crowd. And clearly yeah. um, they had to go retrieve it. And um, the crowd is just like eating this up, just chanting, give it back, give it back and <laughs> booing. Cause so I don't know if they were booing the security guard who went to get the turnbuckle or they were booing the person who did not want to give the turnbuckle back. I don't know. Um, but I did think that that was pretty funny um, there for a minute. The crowd was, yeah. it was a fun crowd tonight. It really was.
4: It was a Um, fun crowd. I just wish they would have done a little bit something to move people into the hard camera because there was a lot of empty seats in the hard camera side. And I don't understand why you couldn't just move a couple of people, upgrade some tickets so that at least the camera side wouldn't look packed. And the seats were bright blue too. So it was obvious the empty seats. So I wish they would have just made it aesthetically pleasing and and made that backdrop look, you know, full. But for the people that were there, they were fun, they were into it. And and that's what you want to see.
3: Yeah, I wonder how big the crowd actually was. I mean... About
4: 2,500.
3: Okay, because Tony Khan said that it was the biggest gate in Final Battle history, which I'm not really familiar with what the previous gates were, but I'm not sure that... Um, There's necessarily the highest bar there. Um, next match, Shane Taylor promotions with Shane Taylor and JD Griffey against Keith Lee and Shane Strickland. And you knew this was going to happen with S hitting the fan with Keith Lee and Shane Strickland. Um, The crowd were really, really pumped to see Shane Taylor and Keith Lee back in the ring together Um, after so many years. Um, And that was, it was just, it was, the match was about what you would expect, right? I mean, we're just going to beat the crap out of each other shit's going to hit the fan between keith lee shane strickland and that was really the focus of it right i don't know that yeah, we need to spend a whole lot of time on this
4: Lee once again it feels like they're broken up and back together twice a week um and, and and this time it was clearly an accident why keith lee hit him but i like this version of keith lee i don't think we've seen this keith lee in a while i thought that he was like leaving his all there. Maybe it was working with Shane Taylor that had him more inspired, but it did feel like Keith Lee was just leaving it all out there tonight. It was fun. It was some of the things he was doing were very impressive. I I thought it was a fun match for what it was. And I appreciated the video package before because I was critical on the Wednesday night podcast about how they just bring out Shane Taylor. And while they have history, some of the viewers, some of us don't know their history. Mm-hmm. So just show up and go, okay, we're going to have a match. And you have no idea who they are. So the video package did a great job at covering the history between Keith Lee and Shane Taylor.
3: Glenn, you a Shane Taylor guy? Not really. <laughs> Asked and answered. I'm, I'm working
2: on something for the end of this podcast. It's the end of this podcast, for, for our loyal fans, I just had OpenAI ChatGPT write oh, no. a romantic comedy about Braun Breaker and Apollo. Let's Cruz. go. And I'll be reading this, what it is written at the end of this podcast. Let's
3: okay. Go. okay. All right. Stay tuned. Uh, next up was the six man tag championship. You've got the Embassy with Brian Cage and Gates of Agony uh, and Prince Nana uh, defeating Dalton Castle and the boys to get your six man title. So there you go. Um, those are your AEW. People AEW-ish people um getting the title over your legacy love, love Dalton that. Castle.
2: Love Dude, Dalton
3: Castle. He is so good, man. Like he just he embodies that character, right? And he annoys the crap out of me, but I appreciate that so much because it means that he's doing a damn good job at uh at his presence on, on camera, man. Like the guy just is amazing. Um, yeah, fun to talk to too. Always stayed in character whenever I interviewed him. Have you guys ever done an interview with Dalton? Not, Always in character, no. kayfabe's the hell out of you.
2: If not for some injuries, I honestly think he would be the biggest thing in professional wrestling
3: today. Ah, that's a bold statement. I think he'd be further along than he is for sure. Um. All right, so here yeah, you go.
4: Coming from the person who also thought they knew they was here for an exhibition match,
3: so <laughs> you're never gonna let me live this one down, girl. She's <laughs> you just tearing him up tonight. Good lord. Uh, we have
4: love a lovey relationship. He knows I love him.
2: Well, i gonna start doing good. this relationship or doing this uh podcast as uncle howdy just full time now but, <laughs>
4: you know yeah. uh yeah this i i i was happy to see uh brian cage here get get the win and get a title because they haven't really done much with him in AEW. so maybe ring of honor he can resuscitate his career and do more we'll see
3: Next up, uh, backstage promo, Top Flight uh, was interrupted by, here you go, once again, the Jericho Appreciation mm-hmm. Society. They wind up brawling out into the uh, arena and, uh, you know, a couple of fun spots. Dante Martin doing a crazy dive off of the stage. That was neat. Um, but then JAS, Jer- uh, they get on the mic, start running down Ring of Honor history um and daddy magic says that Claudio's going to lose tonight and pulls out a purple hat and is like "Eh, you're going to be wearing this you're going to be teaming with jake hager and then you're going to be known as the hat trick all of that just to set up that like five second promo was excessive that sounds like it was written by ai (sighs) yeah friggin yeah i was like really Really, that to get to that, like, come on, unnecessary. Uh, here was a fun match. You talk about good storytelling the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Uh, Wheeler Yuta getting the win over Daniel Garcia. Um, I mean, just good classic kind of storytelling. Yuta using up uh, all of his three rope breaks very early in the match, had to overcome that. Gets the win at about the uh, 15 minute mark. Um, just elbowed the bejesus out of Daniel Garcia, um, rendered him unconscious to get the victory. So that was kind of a, a fun little finish. I didn't see that kind of finish coming. Issa, were you a fan of this one? See I didn't you.
4: watch a second of this match.
3: No, you didn't.
4: We have we have a we have a, a ritual in my streams in which we just like to roast Willer Yura anytime he's in the ring. So we just spend the whole match uh, roasting
3: Wheeler Yura. So I didn't watch it. Duly noted. All right. And then the match of the friggin' year straight up. Like I, I, wow. I don't know what match tops it this year. The dog collar match between the Briscoes and FTR was uh, amazing. I mean, just match a war from hell. I definitely
4: told it that the, 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 the- but between both shows, this was it.
3: <laughs> I mean, the, the, the match of the night, match of the week, match of the month. I'm still going match of the year. I mean, the Briscoes look like they straight up showered in hell. They were so covered yeah. in blood, it was brutal.
4: The referee was bleeding. The yeah, Briscoes, even were the bleeding. damn
3: ref kid, yeah, that
4: was bleeding, and Cash Wheeler was just there because he looked the same at the end.
3: <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, Dax even did this like diving headbutt off of the ropes where he wrapped the chain around his head, didn't want to stick yeah, initially, but then he finally out. got it. And then he just like <laughs> dove, like holding out. the chain I up mean, to his head. It was, like, was a
4: lot going on. And I wish at that moment, the camera guy would have gone through the two fighting on the outside just for a second, because you could tell he was struggling with it and they mm. just stayed on it. And I'm like, I'm not going to nitpick because the match was so good that I'm not going to sit here and pick on the one spot that I was like, you know, we could have like just made that a little bit better production wise but yeah i i thought they were trying to get very creative but absolutely loved loved this match. she was storytelling at his finest i was so emotionally invested i was screaming i was on the edge of my seat i think i got up i said i had goosebumps and it's been a long time since a wrestling match gave me goosebumps at the end this was so good and i'm so happy for the briscoes Legit. uh Little concern for FDR Two L's in in like a matter of days. They lost Wednesday night to the acclaim at Dynamite uh, for the AW Tag Team Championships. We su- we see them drop one of their. I don't know. I think they have 15 belts that they carry around, so they lost one of them tonight. So, you know, it makes you wonder what's going on here with FDR.
3: Well, they they keep talking about leaving, taking taking a year off to go wrestle the Indies and do whatever they want off of TV for a little while. So, I mean, maybe this is all part of that who knows
4: regardless these, these two teams are soulmates
3: like oh, in my the ring so every
4: single match they put on uh, the other two a uh, um ring of honor pay-per-views they were the mvps and they come in and did it again i was so hyped when they announced this match wednesday night because i personally i asked tony Khan in the media call why is that they are not in the card they're ring of honor champions you're barely putting them on aw television um so i was excited when they announced it and it surpassed my expectations. like beyond this was fun this, this was definitely everything kill momentum for the two following matches oh e- yo, oh my god didn't it here's, here's main event.
3: here's my one critique about this match and it was actually after the match where the ass boys came out after the briscoes left and beat yeah. down FTR and then the ass boys had already basically left before the briscoes came out to try to make the save and just basically stand with them in solidarity but I was like how the frig are you going to involve the ass boys after that match like that is just dumb save that crap for wednesday like let this match stand on its own you didn't need to further another angle in this case like i thought that that if anything to take away from the match that was it that was absolutely yeah
4: and um it, again we were talking about it it feels like you're setting up stories for aw and if you're trying to establish uh ring of honor as its own thing then you should have you should have probably had FTR leave and let the Briscoes have their moment. They're mm-hmm. not even allowed on Television, so let them have their moment on the one TV they're allowed to be on. So yeah, I could I could have done without that as well. Yep. Um, but like again, 13 time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champs for yeah. the Briscoes.
0: They're they're, they're
4: so real. I absolutely I just I just love them. I love them. So I'm very happy for them. I was rooting for them. But my God, I was thinking, what are they gonna do that they haven't done? And they they did it they did it there were some crazy spots in here I think my my nitpick is what I told you I felt like uh, I didn't really see a lot of Cash Wheeler in this match like when you're thinking of all the crazy spots I can't think of a lot that he did here
3: here's my question Glenn if ring of honor tv winds up anywhere other than on honor club do you think the briscoes win this match <sighs> it's tough right because
2: I mean how much of a factor do you think that wasn't derailing some of the talks with Warner and their reluctance to have the Briscoes on AEW television? Mm.
4: I mean, Tony Khan has openly said that they're not Warner Brother don't want them there, and that they're signed long term to Ring of Honor. Yeah. So, cause he, cause I heard him say a couple of times on some of the media calls, like I fought to have them here, you know. So I, I mean, you will. It, if I'm a promoter, I will want this match on my big show. So my AEW show, mm-hmm. but if you can't put them there, you know, I mean, at, at least we're getting to see them, but I would assume that he probably fought hard to, to try to get them in AEW television somehow.
3: Well, I, that's going to be a battle. He's going to have to revisit if ever they do get traditional TV. Um, and I'm sure that that's the ultimate goal for him. Uh, Cause I don't see ring of honor being profitable without that. It's going to take him a long time to make his money back. If they're just relying off of monthly subscriptions um next up ring of honor tv championship samoa joe retains defeats juice robinson just you know what you would think kind of a slugger type of a match two big guys going out there joe gets the muscle buster to get the win i don't know what else to say i was like they were just kind of the sacrificial lambs to come after that match i mean yeah
4: but samoa joe has looked great not just here but also in AEW television i really have been enjoying what he's doing right now we'll see where it goes um I was shocked by the result because i was thinking they're going to probably try to split some of the people that he's not going to want to take off of aw television right if ring of honor is going to be his own thing mm-hmm. so i was thinking and you saw it happen he's not going to take jericho of aw television so i kind of figured jericho was dropping i figured fdr was dropping here i didn't know which direction they were going to go because Samoa joe has the TNT championship so um, I don't know if Samoa Joe is going to go between the two. You know, we'll see what happens because they haven't made it, like you said, like a brand split officially. They just said they're going to limit what we'll see in AEW TV. So this one, I was curious to see how it would go. But Samoa Joe retains his look
3: great. Yep. And then, you know, here's something interesting now, too. I mean, Claudio gets the title, uh, defeats Chris Jericho. And, and the crowd was into this match. Um, It was it was a lot of fun. Um, But I, I'll tell you this. So Claudio gets the belt. And you've got Wheeler Yuta with the belt. And that's the Blackpool Combat Club. And if they're going to limit Ring of Honor's presence on AEW TV, what does that mean for Blackpool Combat Club? To me, it means that, you know, Brian Danielson now is basically going to be flying solo. Regal's out. So what are you going to do with these two guys? I know that in the post-show Scrum, uh, I believe it was Claudio or Wheeler, one of the two said that, you know, that they felt like tonight cemented, um Blackpool Combat Club, but maybe they're cementing that legacy in Ring of Honor and not so much in AEW anymore. What do you guys think?
4: the Blackpool Combat Club was done when Rigo left. Yeah. You know, you got Moxley kind of doing his own thing right now. Wouldn't be surprised if we see Moxley turn. Um, I mean, I, I like Moxley walking the line. He he plays whatever role he needs to play based on his opponent, but we haven't really seen him have a heel run in AEW. So I think it will be fun. Um, and Brian looks like Brian's gonna move on to MJF. I know MJF has Ricky Starks coming up, but MJF keeps calling out Brian because of all the regal stories. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they kinda like go their own way to where uh, Claudio and Willer Yura are still kind of sticking together. But um yeah, I I the finish tapping out to the swing I thought was really, really clever. I was like, You can can you tap out to the swing? Never also seen that. before yeah that in, because it was like 33 times that he has, that he was spinning and he wasn't stopping. But before that, I thought that Jericho had a really good reversal to the swing. And I really like seeing that because claudia has been swinging people forever. You will think that some of his opponent has to think, it's coming. How do I get out of it? And so, and, and Jericho did that. So, um, but yeah, the tap out to to the swing, I thought was a very, very clever, different way that I didn't realize you can tap to the swing.
3: I love the fact that you brought up Jericho's reversal the first time he went in the swing. I hadn't seen that before either. He goes with yeah. basically a leg pick and then rolls that into the walls. And I was like, holy shnikes. That I was amazing. It.
4: I love that because it goes to show you why Jericho is so good at what he does. It's like every, this man's been swinging for how many years now? Like somebody has to come prepare for it. And Jericho did. And the Ocho did some great stuff for the Ring of Honor Championship, but I kind of did expect that it to end not just because of the possible TV announcement, but because JAS and Blackpool Combat Club have been feuding since the summer, and we had to put an end to this. I feel like if Claudio lost and he would have gone to JAS, then he was gonna continue because they were gonna try to get him back. You know what I mean? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done with that feud, like 1,000% done. It was a fun match. It was just you were so emotionally drained from the tag team match that I do think it might have hurt, you know, the the reaction. But the crowd loved it. The the live crowd loved it. Viewing it from home, I felt a little tired after the tag team match.
3: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, and and that's why, like, you can make a strong argument to put that tag match on last. I'm not sure, you know, I, I, I understand the psychology, the reasoning why things were stacked the way that they were. But, man, that was such a good match. Um, Mm -hmm. real quick before we kind of wrap up our, our ring of honor talk here and we get to whatever romantic soliloquy you have there, Glenn, um, uh, housekeeping, uh, Tony Khan also said, um, he was asked about Colt Cabana and why wasn't Colt on the card. Uh, Tony said that Colt is actually hurt. Um, but he was there, he was helping to coach backstage tonight. So, don't read anything into Colt not being on the card, mm. he's just banged up. Um, another interesting thing that I thought, um, was that he was also asked about had he spoken with Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, about wrestling, and he said that he had, he did so earlier this year, as a matter of fact. And of course, you know, Jerry World has hosted um, WrestleMania before. Um, he said he's open to it. I don't see AEW, Ring of Honor, anything like that being anywhere close to being able to fill an NFL stadium anytime soon, but um, he definitely said he would be open to trying to work uh, on something together with Jerry Jones, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. How long do you think it takes before AEW is in a position to be able to fill up a stadium like that? Does it ever even happen? Y'all two have an inside joke happening right now. I have no idea what's happening. Issa's uh, muting her mic. Glenn's clearly reading a text message or something from somebody else.
2: No, I'm working uh, on my 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 my, my closer. I'm working oh, all on the closer right. For tonight. All right.
3: You know? How much more I mean, time it's do you need? Be a
2: little while. No, I'm good. I got I got while. options. I got options. I got options.
3: Okay. Okay. I mean, you built this thing up now, dude. I,
2: it's it's good. I got I got like four different options here, and I'm just picking which one to read. They're all they're all
3: phenomenal. Is this like you've got a choose your own adventure thing happening right now? You it's remember kinda. those books? Well, but yeah. you know, but the key
2: is when you when you make a choice, you keep your your thumb on the page you were on before. So if you don't like your choice, you can go back and choose another choice.
3: Do kids <laughs> even know choose your own adventure these days? Is that still a bit?
2: It was weird too that the, I remember as a kid there were choose your own adventure books where you could choose choices, and it was like you're dead, end of story. It was just like the laziest
3: resolution. You know? I mean, well, I kind of appreciated that because it was like, you can't watch TV until after you read a book. So whenever I hit something like that and it was like, all I had to do was read five pages and I'm dead. Hot damn. Give me the <laughs> cartoons. True. True. Yeah, man.
2: Uh, no, it's good. Good.
3: So we're, sorry. what was the question? I don't know. Oh, how <laughs> long until, uh, AEW is at a point where they could actually run a show and fill up an NFL size stadium.
2: I worry about the momentum. Now, granted, I'm going to say that part of it was the pandemic. I think that if you if they if they'd had a perfect scenario, starting with AEW TV and just being able to develop without being impeded by having to run a daily's place so long, I do think they would have had a hotter streak. I think the problem is now they've just done too many of the same markets again and again. So in the markets they're yes. hot in, they're not running at full potential, and then because of that, it cooled them off. So now when they go to these new markets it's just tough it's really unfortunate it's
4: been weird watching their momentum because i remember after the pandemic going to all out going to full gear you know last year and they were sold out And this year there were neither one of these events was sold out so but i mean they did switch location with full gear they they brought it to new york but you know all out being in the same place i do think it's gonna run its course eventually gonna have to get out of there um but yeah i i i don't know i don't know that you can do that yet you know I couldn't yes mm-hmm. the momentum here switches there so I walked out of that all out last year thinking oh my god I love AEW you know you how Brian debuted Adam Cole debuts. if you would have ask me that question then I would have told you soon now I don't know
3: it's hard to keep up that kind of momentum man that was a fun time for AEW mm-hmm. um Yeah. Are you guys one more thing? I see somebody in the chat right now. Night one said that uh, Joe was really good during the scrum. Joe was in character for his portion of the media. Um, I did think that it was kind of interesting that he name dropped Cody. He said, Cody could come back and I'll kick his ass too. He's basically saying, I don't care who you put in front of me. I'll win. I mean, did he have any words
2: for any of Nick Hausman's
3: former improv partners? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of.
2: AEW okay.
4: AW has to get some kind of WWE jab in there every time that they do something. So that's probably what that
3: was. Mm. Also mentioned uh AJ Styles. So um yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. Like maybe someone
4: like... of your misses Wendy.
3: <laughs> Wendy. Yeah, man, that was a good bit. That was a it good was. bit. Yeah, it was. So. Yeah, man. I mean, that was it. I mean, a lot of wrestling uh, on the day. Issa has watched it. I mean, what, what time did you start? Did you watch the pre-show? No, no. you said you didn't, right? Okay. No,
4: yeah, I started 3 3.45 and here we still are. Well, I, I took mean, a break. She, yeah. I took a break between shows. I took like a 40-minute break between Ring of Honor, but so I didn't watch the press program or the pre-show for NXT. So.
3: But still, I yeah. mean, still, that's a WrestleMania day type commitment. Well, old WrestleMania day type commitment. That's a long-ass day, girl. That is a long-ass yeah. day. I know. Glenn, she had a (laughs) long-ass day.
2: Well, Issa works harder than perhaps anyone else
3: in the world of professional wrestling media.
2: Thank you, Glenn. She does.
3: She She does a great job. The queen of all wrestling media. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Have you chosen your own adventure yet, Glenn? Oh, my God. So OpenAI is so
2: good. Last night, I told OpenAI to write Fast and Furious, the musical. (laughs) and give me an outline with songs. And it gave me a story that was like, okay, this is like fast and furious. And they're like songs could include like ride or die, the exhilarating opening number, or then my favorite friendship on four wheels, a duet where Brian and Dom talk about what their relationship to one another means. Like open AI is insane where you just give it a little bit of a prompt. And if the better a prompt you write, like the better story it's going to tell for you. So I put in a couple different options to give me with dialogue, but that's too long. I'm not going to read like the entire script of this. So I'm going to go with the outline of okay. the romantic comedy that I asked it to write between Braun Breaker and Apollo Cruz. Okay. okay. Braun Breaker was feeling down in the dumps. He'd just been dumped by his longtime girlfriend and was determined to win her back, but he didn't know how to do it on his own. That's where his best friend, Apollo Cruz stepped in to help. Come on, Braun. Let's go on a road trip. Apollo suggested We'll drive cross-country from Orlando to Los Angeles and show your ex that you're willing to do anything for her. It'll be a bromantic adventure. Braun hesitated at first, but eventually agreed. He packed his bags and hopped in Apollo's car, and the two of them set off on their journey. As they were driving, they were noticed uh, they noticed they were being followed by a black sedan. It was Tony D'Angelo, a notorious mafia boss and his goons. Let's go! Tony had taken a liking to Braun's ex-girlfriend and was not happy that Braun was trying to win her back. The chase was on. Braun and Apollo had to outsmart Tony and his friends at every turn. They had a series of misadventures along the way, including getting lost in the desert. Braun and Apollo were driving through the Mojave Desert when they took a wrong turn and ended up lost. They ran out of gas and were stranded with no cell service. They were forced to ration their food and water and wait for rescue then they were kidnapped by a cult while driving through the mountains braun and apollo were kidnapped by a group of cultists who believed that braun was the reincarnation of their long lost leader they were held captive and subjected to strange rituals before they were (laughs) able to escape and then they were pursued by a pack of wild animals as they were driving through the forests of the pacific northwest braun and apollo were chased by a pack of wild animals including bears wolves and cougars they had to use all of their cunning and strength to outrun the animals and made it make it to safety but no matter what obstacles they faced braun and apollo never lost sight of their goal they were determined to reach los angeles and win back braun's ex-girlfriend so in the end they arrived in los angeles and confronted tony and his goons with the help of some unlikely allies they were able to defeat the mafia and win the girl However, just as they thought they'd succeeded, they received some shocking news. Braun's ex-girlfriend had been using him the whole time, and she was actually in league with Tony D'Angelo. She planned to use Braun to help Tony take over the city. Braun and Apollo were devastated, but they refused to give up. They teamed up with the local police and took down Tony's operation once and for all. This in the niche? end, Yes, in the end, they emerged victorious and were hailed as heroes. Ron and Apollo's romance had survived even the toughest of challenges, and they returned to Orlando as stronger friends than ever. They had proven that true friendship can conquer even the most treacherous of ex-girlfriends.
3: The you end.
4: lost me at this niching.
3: That is random AF, dude. That is random AF AI. Damn. Yeah.
4: Tony D'Angelo is my favorite part of that story.
3: Yes, Coming soon to the WWE Network. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It sounds,
3: it sounds like fun, actually. <laughs> like, would you pay $9.99 a month for stories like that? How I don't actually hell out of that movie. Yeah. I, I want to see the cult. Joe Gacy could be the cult leader. Ooh. Yeah. Good. Ooh. Joe Gacy as David Koresh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's
2: the problem with Joe Gacy. Is Joe Gacy started out okay? First he started out just like clearly offended some people with what he was doing. And then he like yeah. ramped it up when he did like the grassy knoll promo in Dallas. Um And then they got weird with it. And then they were like, Nope, now we're just going to make this another generic thing. Like he needs to go back to triggering people.
3: We got a super chat and I could not agree with it anymore. Dream
2: Realm studios. You have issues. Uncle Rubenstein. It's the AI. I just, here's what I said to the AI. I said, Write a romantic comedy about Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews who grow on a cross-country adventure to help Braun win back his ex-girlfriend chased by Tony D'Angelo and his mafia friends with misadventures on their journey from Orlando to Los Angeles. That's all I asked it to do.
3: And, and it, it did all that with that? It did
2: all that with that. Damn, dude. Register an account. OpenAI.com It's crazy. It's crazy what you can do with this software. Nutty.
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> nutty, dude.
2: And you can even say things like like I the first one I got, I was like, okay, redo that, but go into more detail about the misadventures. And then it gave me the same thing with just more, like you give it notes and feedback. It's crazy. And then it gave it that. And I said, okay, do the same thing, but make it a more interesting ending. And then it gave me like his girlfriend was in on it with Tony D'Angelo.
3: Tiller Matthews says it's the New York Times bestseller.
2: Yes. This is how Skynet takes over with OpenAI.
3: Dude. That's some creepy shit, dude. That is creepy. Creepy, creepy. Absolutely
2: crazy. Uh, But have we covered everything tonight?
3: I think so. I mean, two shows, a media scrum, some news nuggets. Yeah. We got a bromance script. I'd say that's a pretty robust show we just did. I (laughs) I think this is the natural evolution of Braun and Apollo's relationship. I'm just wondering if you could book an entire promotion with your open AI, right? Working on it. Working yeah. on mm-hmm. it. Okay. I tried yeah. it earlier where I was like, give me like 20 feuds for Tony D'Angelo's
2: storylines. The problem is it can't differentiate between the current roster and past wrestlers. Right. mm. Like, but that maybe. Makes it even more fun. Yeah, but maybe, <laughs> maybe if I go into more, I can, I can give it more guidelines. I think, and I think, I, yeah. B- Billy Corgan should be using this to write it. An- Actually, Tony Khan needs this for for AEW. He's <laughs> like, no writers, okay, Tony? How about some AI? Because you could use some <laughs> help, buddy. Damn. <laughs> yeah, still a Matthews. Open I can book the AEW Women's Division better than Tony Khan. That's 1,000%. some
3: shade right there. Yeah.
2: My dog could write it, anyway.
3: Bring in the heat. All right, there kids, you go, folks. Well, well, this has been fun,
2: Chuck. Where can they follow you on the
3: interwebs? At uh Chuck Carroll WLC. So just throw WLC after my name, and that'll get you on the gram, on Twitters, on Facebooks, all the places. Awesome.
2: Uh, East is at NYC Demon Diva. That's Steve with the one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Follow my account for more AI goodness. Working on some things.
3: <laughs> AI Glenn. How do we AI know that Glenn. this is the real Glenn if you're oh. doing so much with AI? When I can get <laughs> AI to
2: do this podcast, I'll just be like, here's. 50 different references to things that happened in the 80s and 90s. Just work it into a wrestling talk. It'll all be good. Uh, (laughs) Have a good rest of your weekend, everyone. Issa and I will be back on Tuesday, Monday Night Raw coverage, of course, as usual. Until then, we'll catch you next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Take it easy.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?